Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to Journey into Oneness. I am your host, Darlene Sowa, coming to you from a cloudy yet majestic mountains of western North Carolina. A few days ago, I woke to hear more birds than usual welcoming in the morning sun. And though it's uh, still a bit chilly over here, colder than usual, that means spring is definitely on its way. The days are getting longer, and I'm so grateful for that. Can you believe it? We're already 10 days into the new year. And what an intense and busy 10-day period this has been. I was so determined this past December that I was going to get everything cleaned up, cleared out, organized, prioritized, with new programs developed and action plans written down before the new year. And while I did make some progress, I have to confess that I found myself thinking on January 1, I'm not ready. I need at least another week. Have you ever thought about that or felt the same thing? Well, for those who have need a little more help and a little more direction on how to make 2018 a year of off-the-charts growth and off-the-charts success, we have the perfect guest today that will give us a helping hand and offer some insight into how we can make this year one of the best in our record books. Now, before I bring Wendy on, I want to share with you a few ways that the current astrology is supporting our moving forward at this time of the year. It's really phenomenal. This support is coming in the form of powerful sextiles, which are basically positive relationships between the planets. To begin with, Mars and Jupiter and Scorpio are making contact with the Sun, Venus, and Pluto in Capricorn. And the basic message of all this is traction. You know, these sex styles are really going to give us a lot of traction to move forward. The key to taking advantage of this traction is to take some intentional active steps toward what you desire, no matter how small. It's like having really uh, good treads on a new pair of hiking boots. Those shoes can take you to greater places, um, higher heights, if you put them on, uh, get on the trail with a map in hand. But they're of no use if they stay in the box. So even if you have a small idea on how to move forward, This is a great time, this particular week, to do that. Also, what's really neat about today especially is Mercury has finally leaving its post-retrograde shadow phase today. Now, a lot of us know about the Mercury retrograde itself, but um, fewer really take seriously that shadow phase before and after the actual Mercury the retrograde, it really does have an effect on us. And now Mercury is direct. So it is giving us more impetus to really move forward. So if you haven't gotten everything in order to catapult you to new heights this year, our guest today is here to help you. 
Dr. Wendy Lynn Nethersoul is co-founder, along with her husband, Reverend Dr. J. Allen, with him, of the Anamkara Foundation. She is also an energy medicine practitioner and certified facilitator for past life and life between lives soul regression. And knowing Wendy personally, I can tell you that she is one of the most dedicated, authentic people I know who truly walks her talk and is full of tons of information. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, darling. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we really are in an amazing time right now. I would call it a magical time. Right now in the beginning, in January, the beginning of the year, I think everybody is kind of looking, maybe we've, we've done that reflecting back in December and kind of ready to get that traction going as you're talking about. So I think that there are many, many ways that we can do that. I love that you call your show Journey into Oneness because we really are all connected. We're all one. We live in this world of vibration. And there are so many ways that we can put that focus to the best and optimum, you know, for each of us to be able to grow into that which we want to be each year. And sometimes there are so many ways out there, especially right now, uh, so many ways you can go that we just don't know which one to take. Exactly. We can be at a crossroads, uh, and we don't know exactly uh, the best road that is for us to help us create a new life uh, in the life of our dreams. So can you help us with that? Well, I would say that, and this happens quite often in, in, in my work, in my practice, I do a lot of one-on-one work, and I absolutely love that. I love to be able to focus in with a person and to be able to help them to create clarity and intention around what they'd like to create. I think that it's really important first of all, when someone's at a crossroads, to kind of uh, feel where, where they are at the moment. They may be feeling lost, and that's okay because that's really the soul's, uh, there's a message coming. There's a message coming to help, help you to, to stop and, and perhaps go inward a little bit more. The universe is always speaking to us. There's always messages coming to us. And so there are a number of things I would suggest For instance, you want to be very clear on what it is that you want to create in your life. And once you have that clarity, then perhaps you would uh, take take some time to create the intention of what you would like that to look like out in the world. Visioning is really important. Now, visioning and visualizing are are really, really interconnected. So let's say each and every day, we talk about dreaming, how important really daydreaming is, I think, because there's that child within us that, that connects through our heart. And your heart is really the center, I believe, is the center of our intelligence. And the mind is there to help us to create focus. So when your heart is telling you something that is really you're really passionate about, and you can feel that, and your feelings are your emotional guidance system, So as you feel the passion for what you'd like to create, and maybe you look around and you aren't quite there, but then start visualizing. Create those dreams. Look out and feel as if it's happening, as if your life is already in the place you'd like it to be. Because once you're very clear in your mind and you set the intention, then you must also 
bring with that emotion, energy and emotion. You have that passion. And that fires everything up and kind of points you in a direction. And then the universe, as an impersonal universe, but the universe, I think our, our, we have a lot of help with our guides and angels, but the universe wants to create with us. And to co-create, we can be very clear and then have that passion and at the same time look out. And then it's really our job to see when we're in alignment and the universe has to respond, the law of, of the universe is that it will respond to the energy and vibration that we're putting out. And so opportunities start to align themselves. And then it's really just up to us to choose which opportunities will work for us, which ones we feel the most excitement for. So basically one of the first things that you had mentioned is that we need to feel exactly where we want to go. We have to have our heart feeling really involved in it. It's not something that we think with our minds, but we need to feel it and daydreaming. Uh, what you think about and what you're wishing and picturing and daydreaming is usually a pretty good sign of what you feel passionate about. I think so, absolutely. That's, it, it's, it's so important. We can be trying to figure things out all day long, and I think you just kind of go in circles. And I know for me, in the past, uh, headaches became a sign that I was just really too much in my head, thinking too much. So when I would literally just drop back down into my heart, and get into that feeling place. And you can just, you can feel it expand. You can feel yourself radiating out. I mean, we, we live in a world of vibration. That vibration that animates all of us is love. And I believe that that is how we are all connected. And so when we can touch face back into that space and feeling of love, that beautiful radiant energy that we're all made up of, all living creatures, all, then that gets us fired up. And as I was mentioning before, I do believe that that is our, that's our guidance system. That's the true test. So when you feel really, really excited about something, you're on the right track. Okay. So let your passion guide you, your feelings and your passion. So what we're really talking about over here is having an inner awareness of what really resonates with you. Absolutely. Absolutely, because... We're all unique and different. There may be things that we are, we're all searching. I think we'd, we'd like to have happiness and joy in our life. We'd like to have meaningful lives. And we're all asking the questions, who am I and why am I here? I think especially now there's a lot of chaos in the world. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we can find that inner peace and connectedness by taking some quiet time each day. Um, going within, it's really important, I think, to find and, and expand on our inner awareness. And I think expanding the inner awareness, things like things that bring us joy, perhaps meditation, a quiet walk in the woods, connecting with nature. Some people love to dance or paint or play music. Many, many people just simply love to have a great conversation or tell stories. There's so many ways. Because we all have God-given gifts. We all have gifts that come from spirit, that light us up from within. And so we're each meant to share those gifts. And I really believe that as we touch base within and we become more aware of what those gifts are, then 
it's it's what creates joy for each of us, but isn't it joyful as we're sharing that with the world, as we each share our gifts with each other, with our families, with the world? It's, uh, that's what I think, that's how I think it's meant to be. It's, it, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so not only is it the, what you're passionate about, you know, thinking within, but it's also what brings you joy. Yes. Yeah. Because you'll add that joy into anything that you do. And that is so, that is such an excellent point. And I'll tell you a little short story about how I learned that in my life. I once was um, having, a birth, having a party for a friend with a couple of other friends. And she is an astrologer, actually. And I thought how fun it would be because I had some beautiful material that had all of the astrological signs um, woven into it. And it was absolutely gorgeous material. And I thought how fun it would be to create um, a tablecloth for her when she's doing her sessions. And as I'm working on it, I'm thinking about her and, and feeling the beautiful love and how much she would, I think she would enjoy this. Well, when she opened this gift, at the party on her birthday, she literally told me she almost fell off the chair because the wave of love that she felt when she opened the box just bowled her over. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because it taught me that when you're creating with love, whether you're baking cookies or anything, playing music, you know, there's so many ways we all do that. But when you're creating it, you are imbuing with your love, you are imbuing that energy into what you are creating and putting together, what you're making. And so whoever the recipients are, they're receiving this. It's radiating out into the world. And that's why really the presence of our presence is all we're asked to share because that's who we are, love. And I, I just, I'll, I'll never forget that. That was a beautiful, beautiful uh, probably moment from spirit to me to just know that that's, uh, that's possible for all. That's a great story because we don't think about always coming from love in everything that we do and how important it is that, as you were saying, I think in the very beginning, that this is a vibrational universe and uh, that love vibration will change anything that we endeavor on, you know, regardless of what it is. It, it is, you know, following our passion and we're doing it with love and we're doing it with joy, that's going to raise the vibration and attract, attract that same vibration that will attract success. Exactly, to attract more of what we want in our life. Right. Uh, and, and that's why it's really important to be clear and, uh, right. about what you're wanting to create. Yes. Right. Um, let me ask you this to, to change a little bit. Sure. Um, how do our core values get into this? Uh, in other words, is, is it important to really establish what our core values are and how they are going to guide us during uh, the project or whatever we want to create? Or, or even transitions in our life, I guess, is what you might be saying. Sure, so, yeah. Sure. Well, core values to me, I guess, well, first of all, we, we might say, so what are core values? Because people might have different definitions. To me, a core value is really um, these are the most important ideals from which we live our lives. And that is going to be a little bit different for, for different uh, people. And uh, it actually reminds me of a beautiful um, 
process that, that Jay and I, when we work with Anamkara, there's something called sacred covenant that we love to do. And it's really a process to help people to create clarity, intentions, and to really create even a personal mission statement, which I think is, can be very important. Businesses do it all the time, and lots of times you know, people think, well, why would I do this for myself? Well, we each have a life. We each, uh, many people feel they even have uh, a mission in life when they come in, mm-hmm. uh, incarnate into a body. And so it is very helpful. So core values, um, I'll just throw out a couple of, of there, there are many, 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 but these are the touchstones maybe that you might build your mission statement or your life around. For instance, perhaps for a musician, it's, um, it's music or the types of music uh, that they like to play. For an artist, it might be certain colors of paint. Uh, and so, you know, anything um, from uh, a, a person who is a sports person might think competition is the most important thing. A uh, person who loves nature and is someone uh, that loves to just always be out barefoot in the grass might just feel like communicating with the trees and plants. Uh, animals is a core value. So um, many, many different things. Um, we, uh, we put together um, one of the ways that, that, that we, again, talking about clarity and intention and sending out that very direct message to the universe. You and I had spoken before about uh, another time when I told you that that Jay and I had created, no, this was when we created Anamkara back in the year 2000, but we had created a statement to the universe. And using our core values, which we came up with in meditation, um, you can really, anyone can do this. You can just say to yourself, what is most important in my life? What are my guiding uh, values, my guiding lights? Um, It's, I'll just go ahead and read you what we came up with just to give you some kind of an example. So our spiritual and personal growth, our freedom to choose, our creative expression in flowing abundance, our commitment to passion, truth, and living our bliss, the experience of inner harmony and peace. And this was something that Jay and I basically were sending as a message to the universe with the beginning sentence we commit our sacred selves and declare our intent to the universe that all of our life choices as manifest in thought, word, and deed will always and forevermore maintain, support, and enhance these things. And so in meditation, we had come up with these core values, and really I would say they were freedom, the freedom to make choices from moment to moment, our spiritual and personal growth, just the experience of having inner peace and harmony and radiating that out to the world. So those are just examples of our, some of the core values that we were working with. But as I'm saying, anyone can do this by just taking a quiet few moments and going within and whether you want to uh, uh, put together a process and and by the way, um, if anyone wanted to talk to me later, we can I can tell you some of the process that work very well. But just sitting down and asking your guides for help, because we all have guides, so you can communicate with your guides and ask them to give you some um, 
some, some phrases, some words to give you your core values. And they will come to you. And as they float into your, um, your knowing, you know, in, into, as, as these are being communicated with you, just jot them down. And you'll be able to create a statement to the universe. Anyone can do that. So our guides always talk to us. What we have to remember then is not to second guess and not to discount what appears in our mind. Oh, absolutely. I think that's incredibly important because our, our guides, spirit is, whether you want to say spirit, God, universe, our guides, we're, we're receiving messages absolutely all day long, 24-7, even in our dreams as we know. Mm-hmm. And yet we're so distracted often during the day uh, that we may not be paying attention. So it does take paying attention. But when you get that little, you get that hit, that aha, insight, um, and that's something worth noting and paying attention to. And as we probably, you know, uh, you, you, many of us have had hunches. Look at all the incredible ideas that inventors have gotten and, um, you know, come up with all kinds of inventions um, over the eons. And we all do this in our personal lives. So we get inspired ideas. I would call them inspired because they are inspired from within and from that that greater mind. We're all connected. We're all connected. We have unity consciousness. And many people even receive the same inspired ideas for science and music and and things at the same time. Sometimes that can create uh, interesting interesting competitions. But, But yes, Absolutely. So when we're thinking about um, how we want to frame and move ahead this year, uh, we want to connect with our passion, uh, go within, and fuel any project with love and know what is important to us, know the values that are really um, will bring us happiness and joy in order to proceed with any type of a project. Uh, that can help us uh, formulate exactly which way to go forward. And, and yes, and that's an excellent point because at some point um, we, you may have doors opening with 10 choices, let's say, many, many opportunities because now you've been clear to the universe. You've gotten your message out there. And so the universe is going to respond, just like when you send a boomerang out. The boomerang goes out, 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 and then it comes back to you. So you've got this energy that you've sent out to the universe, and then the universe is responding in alignment to what you have asked for. And yet there may be 10 opportunities that come your way, and they may not always feel, you may not feel the same excitement when you're considering each one. But pay attention to what does excite you, because now it's up to each of us as those opportunities come back to us to choose which ones feel just right. And at the same time, what we always know is, in, with, as Eckhart Tolle says, the power of now. Every single moment is a new moment and a new choice, a new opportunity for choices. So let's say we take opportunity number one because we're so excited. This has come first and we can't wait to get started with our new path, this illumination, soul path and purpose, as I call it. So we're jumping up and down with joy where we feel that child within, that childlike excitement. And we get out there and start, and let's just say that uh, maybe it's not quite what we thought. Well, we always have the opportunity 
to make a new choice. So just pay attention to your feelings after you, even after you've made the choice. And we may need to, as a person is sailing in a boat, and you make those incremental movements with the rudder to just make the sail just so in the wind so that you've got the full uh, energy of the wind blowing you forward. It should be effortless. It, and we will have challenges, of course, but at the same time, you'll continue to check in with your emotions, with your feelings, and, and, and they'll tell you whether you're still on course. So that checking in constantly is really important. I uh, think of a couple examples on how that can really help us. And one was a number of years ago when I uh, ran a wellness program. Uh, our um, partner and I had the vision that we were going to help, uh, this is uh, corporate wellness, and we were going to help people uh, really embrace a wellness lifestyle. And so we would approach different companies. And we found out after a while that we didn't want to work with all companies, that some companies may have had um, four or three employees, and it really wasn't worth our time, you know, to go to a company that only had a few employees, that part of our vision was also to be a successful company. You know, we had an overhead and we had to pay our bills and we just couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, we would really run ragged trying to get every single customer we could, you know, and then we found out that, you know, that was not, not to our benefit to do that. And the second thing that we learned also is um, to really manage our time properly. We couldn't take a company that in in included driving for an hour and a half. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, if, if our value was we wanted to make the best out of our time, then that helped us narrow down so that we could focus on those companies that really um, felt that they were the right fit for us to share our ideas on wellness and to satisfy us and bring us joy as well. Absolutely. I can certainly understand that because, well, we can't, we can't be everywhere all at once, I guess. And look at all the gifted people there are in the world. So perhaps uh, there, there are companies that you all were best suited for and um, other people would be more suited to the, the smaller companies. So I think that's, that's going to be true as well. We can use discernment. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Now, we uh, talked before about inner awareness. Um, it, it, is that just connecting with your divine self or your higher self? I feel that each and every one of us, of course, um, we are, when we come into a body, we, we have that beautiful physical presence, but we never lose touch with that aspect of ourselves that I would call the inner divine self or the higher self, we're always going to remain connected with spirit, with God. And so, uh, yeah, that's, it's, a, um, it's the way that we will always be in communication with spirit. And so we need to, if we want to be to, uh, totally effective, to take time to really connect that, connect with spirit, with our higher self, and to nurture that connection. That was exactly the word I was thinking of, is nurturing. And it's so easy for, for many of us, I think, to, to be nurturing of our children, 
our families, and a lot of times we forget to nurture ourselves. And it's so important, I think, for balance in life, you know, mind, body, and spirit, um, to nurture all of us, uh, the physical part, eating good food, um, the mental part, um, keeping ourselves interested and excited, participating in life, but also spiritually and emotionally, what is feeding us? What is feeding our soul? And so, yes, um, um, our, our soul, I feel, is always, there's always going to be that inner urge, soul urge to, to be following um, what that tapestry of what our soul is wishing us to create and, and to learn in this lifetime. And I do feel that each of us, as we come into this lifetime, has what I would call a pre-birth plan. And so, you know, you have uh, your counsel. We all have our guides. That, and this, of course, is, is my belief about it. But I feel that we all have the uh, opportunity in between lifetimes, in between the times that we're in the physical body. We're in that pure soul-spirit state. We're in direct communion and communication with our guides and spirit. And when we are deciding, when, we're, when it's time divine time to come back into a body and that choice is being made. I don't feel we make it by ourselves. I feel that that is something that we work with uh, our guides and with our counsel. And, and so each of us has that, uh, that wisdom and um, input. And the decisions of who, will, who our parents will be, our family of birth, um, perhaps certain opportunities that will come in our life, specific and significant individuals who will be a part of our lives. I think those things uh, come before us as choices when we're in that soul-spirit space. And so uh, once those choices are made, that's what I would call the pre-birth plan. Some people might call it a soul contract, but these are opportunities that are put before us as something of a blueprint so that when we come into the body, I think it's even imbued, it's like an overlay that goes into the cellular body. And uh, so it's, it's a part of, of, of the intelligence of our cells. And every cell in our body has intelligence. And that is another way that, you know, another part of our communication, of course. So, so can, um, for some of us that really may not be clear on what our pre-birth plan is, is there a way for us to discover that? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, as I was saying, I, I, we, we all have one. And uh, I think that um, there are actually gifted individuals who are intuitives that, that specialize in helping people to know what the pre-birth plan is. But really, we don't have to have anyone else. We can simply touch in. I would... I would recommend touching into that inner awareness, going within, and ask the question. If you're interested, then you might have a piece of paper and a pencil and just sit down in a quiet space, put some soft music on if you like something like that in the background and it wouldn't feel distracting. But just ask that question. If that's something you'd really like to know, what are the touchstones? What are the, what, what, when I was coming into this, lifetime? What were the highlights that I wanted to learn? What, what are the experiences that were most important to me that I wanted to have in this lifetime? And 
you will receive information from your guides about this. Um, you can also uh, just look at, look at your life. Look back. I mean, uh, as adults, we can look back at our life and we can kind of connect the dots. I absolutely believe that um, nothing happens by accident. This came to me when I was studying A Course in Miracles many years ago in my 20s. I was blessed to have uh, that uh, book come into my life. And it really taught me that absolutely everything is connected. And at first I found that hard to believe. But as I look back over my life, I can see that there were certain crossroads and setups that would happen to help me to move in this direction or move in that direction. And we certainly always, always have free, free will and the ability to make our own choices. And our heart will let us know if those choices are in alignment with this soul plan. Um, and we're always creating it every moment. So we're making changes and adjustments to the plan as well. And I think that we're, um, that's part of our free will. But um, we'll, be, we'll, we'll know through, you know, our feeling, knowing nature, how it's going for us, so to speak. Wow, great information. For those that may have uh, just joined us, uh, this is, uh, you joined Journey into Oneness. I am your host, Darlene Soa, and we have the uh, very inspirational Reverend Dr. Wendy Lynn Nethersoul with us today, who's uh, helping us get focused on what we need uh, to do to really explore and uh, the uh, possibilities that we have before us in this new year. Uh, there's just so much. I know we were talking about um, soul, um, uh, about um, pre, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was something, yeah, pre-birth plan. That was really interesting. One of the things that um, I wanted to comment about that is if we can remember what we were excited about in our very, very early years, I think that would give us a, a hint you know, into uh, one, what our pre-birth plan may have been or what possibilities were. And just two quick examples. And one is I have a nephew who at, at age four is phenomenal with playing the guitar. And wherever he is going, even if he's going with his mom, you know, uh, shopping, he wants to take his little guitar with him. Wow. And he is at that age... You know, um, luckily he is, um, you know, his parents just really reinforce, you know, his desire to have that with him all the time, no matter where he goes. Um, but it, it seems like that must have been something in a pre-birth uh, plan. I, I was just going to say, doesn't that make you feel that, that perhaps this young, this young soul, um, this child has probably been a musician before? And, um, in fact, I'm so glad that you mentioned soul regression because, of course, uh, that is another excellent way. Um, having a past life session or a life between life session, you go back and um, touch on, on prior lifetimes. And certainly um, that is a way when you get into that life between life stage where your pure soul spirit, you have the ability to... Um, to look into and have insight into not only your pre-birth plan, but, of course, other lifetimes. 
And there is what I would call that oversoul thread, the thread between the souls that connects all of us. And so that's uh, an excellent way. Many individuals use uh, the Akashic Records to look into um, more information because, of course, um, Akashic Records being every thought, feeling, uh, emotion, action that we've ever had in any lifetime, uh, really past, present, and, and even future as uh, when you're looking at all time as being now time, um, then it makes a little bit more sense when you can say past, present, and future. But uh, these, are, these are additional ways that you can certainly look into the details of the pre-birth plan and how we're connected to other lifetimes. What residue did we bring into this lifetime perhaps that, that we might want to or wish to continue to work on? And that happens quite often. You might find patterns that, it, it, sometimes it's patterns that you'd like to, to release because they're no longer serving you in this lifetime. On the other hand, many, many gifts that we've worked many lifetimes on, skills and gifts and honed and polished them just like a beautiful diamond. And now in this lifetime, you can certainly call forward all those gifts to be present now and be available to you and um, and guides are a great way to help with that too but um that that is is so important i think everyone now especially those that may be listening you know to this program we are all masters yes we are all masters and we've been so many phenomenal things in our lifetime they are always accessible to us whatever talents we had before and we're bringing them in they absolutely are, darling. And I think we do, um, we, we might have a tendency to forget that sometimes. I know, uh, speaking for myself, there are the days when I'm perhaps feeling um, uh, like I'm treading water or asking myself, why am I doing this again? And, and then I am uh, try to recognize as quickly as I can because as we're, we're all masters or masters in training perhaps here in a body, um, we're learning. And every day we can embrace new things, new learning. And so I remind myself, okay, um, I have to give myself that opportunity to, to learn. And, and sometimes I have the expectation of doing everything exactly perfect the first time, but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so just be patient with, yeah. with yourselves and, and give yourself the opportunity to be like a child. I think, you know, when we're children, it seems like we can have that spontaneity. We have that, that uh, um, excitement to go out and try new things. And, and um, maybe we don't get so upset if we've fallen down and scraped our knees. We just get right back up and go at it again. So I think, it's, I think that's a good thing to just kind of touch base and remember that child, that child within us that, that is excited about the newness and, and, and continuous learning because every, op- every day is a new opportunity for so much. And just not take it so seriously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Have, allow yourself that, that learning curve, please. Joy and laughter, joy and laughter. Boy, this is just putting a different emphasis really on in inner awareness and going within, bringing in the past lives and how it affects us. Um, can you talk a little bit about, about the benefits of past life and, and why it can really add to helping us maneuver this present one? 
Absolutely, sure. There's there are many many benefits to having a past life or life between lives uh, session, and really, um, I think to me one of the most important is feeling that that soul spirit energy to feel your connection. We're in a body, and yet to feel that eternal connection that we all have. It's never, ever, ever severed, whether we're in our body or not. And so I think that's extremely comforting. Many people that have, uh, if they do still have uh, a fear of of death, uh, it's simply a transition. It's simply going through a door into a different space and time. So many people find that that they receive uh, comfort around that issue. Releasing grief in life, as we talked about relationship patterns that people wish to change or maybe they'd like to improve their relationships. You can receive a lot of insight um, going into uh, past situations to understand you may find a life where you had specific health issues that help you to understand in this life. There might be, for instance, I'll give you another example. I was working with an individual in a session once, and the individual had a terrible pain between the shoulders and the back. And uh, this is something that I hadn't realized until later when uh, they told me about it in more detail. But a past life came up where they had been a soldier and they had had a sword uh, in the Civil War um, that went a bayonet perhaps on the end of a gun straight through their back. And having this insight from a past life was so important, this particular life, it cleared up quite a bit uh, with the feedback that I received later from the individual, including this constant pain that the person had had that was chronic in this lifetime between the shoulder blades. So we don't really even know how it might connect, but it can be very, very important and enlightening. So um, those things happen. Uh, Health issues. Um, Sometimes um, abundance issues. There may be issues around finances, perhaps people are carrying with them a belief that they simply don't deserve to be abundant in this life for some reason. And so... um, Or we've taken a vow of poverty so many lifetimes. Truly, absolutely. That was actually something that I think I had found in a past life to be uh, true. um, And so uh, many, many of those things do come forward. And the one thing that... I always, um, that's always true that I found with, the, with, with doing these types of sessions, the soul regression sessions, is that your guides are the ones who are in charge of the session. When you decide, when a person decides they want to do this and they've made the appointment, their guides, my feeling is their guides have already decided what information is going to come forward that's going to be for their best and highest good. And it is important for them to have a goal. I always ask uh, a a person coming, please set an intention and have a goal for what you'd like to create in your session. And then just let it go. Let it go of all your expectations because your guides, I'm going to be facilitating, but your guides are in charge and they're going to bring forward the most important information for you to know at this point in time in your life now. And it's always true. 
Sometimes it's not even obvious right away, but uh, quite often um, later on, I'm always grateful if an individual will share with me what's happening after a period of time because sometimes it takes time to connect all the dots of what's happened. There's always a gift. There's always a gift that comes in the session. So this really expands our vision (laughs) about who we are and how the oneness of all our different lives really blend into what we are doing right now. And being more familiar with that um, excuse me, uh, will help us then. Maybe there's a block that we keep on having. You know, we started a a certain business and we get so far and then something happens, you know. Um, Or we start a relationship and we get so far and then something happens. And having more information about uh, previous lives can really help us deal through that so that we can really fly this year. Absolutely, I think so. And the other thing I think perhaps to keep in mind is that our life, our life is a journey, and all of those moments uh, are part of our evolution in this lifetime and part of the evolution of our soul. And so we're dynamic beings. We're always shifting and changing, learning and growing. And so what was perhaps a challenge and true for us when we were seven or eight is not going to be exactly the same type of a challenge, even though our core values may, and, and our alignment with our soul path and purpose may be the same. As we're getting older, it may look slightly different how that, is, um, how that goes out into the world, how we present ourselves, what our life, um, certain situations that we're, we're creating to bring us the most uh, growth and advancement um, are, are shifting and evolving. So yes, uh, soul regression sessions can absolutely help to bring illumination to, to some of what we're wanting to know right now. That's fantastic. It really is. Uh, we're getting near the, uh, the end of the program. Is there any way we can, we, we've talked on so many different things, um, you know, starting first from uh, just being at the crossroads, how to determine where to go. Um, can you kind of bring it all together for us and do sort of like an overview, overview summary? I would be happy to. So, so really today what we were talking about is it's just trying to, working with creating the, what I would call the, the life of our dreams. And to me what that means is, and, and that's, again, I feel that, that that does shift and change through our life. But in any one moment, creating what, would bring you, would, would bring each one of us the most joy, the most meaning in life. Um, and so wherever you are at a crossroads, listen, it's important to be very clear, number one, about what you would like to be creating in your life because you're always transmitting that information out to the universe and then the universe is going to respond to you. And you responding in alignment with who you are from that beautiful heart center, from that beautiful intelligence and love that, that, that you are, you want that to come in, into the most alignment uh, for the best connection. And so uh, the best result, really, is, is what I mean, the life of your dreams. So then um, vision, each and every day. Um, look 
whether it's in a, in your in your lucid dreams perhaps or in meditation in quiet moments, daydreams, um, your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. You can take steps, even small baby steps, every day. If you're not exactly where you want to be, do something um, that's that, that's another step getting towards that place. For instance, maybe reading books on a subject that you're trying to learn more about. Uh, again, as, as, as a painter, maybe you're experimenting with new colors, new fabrics, new mediums. Whatever it is, try some new things that kind of you can fold in. Listen to your messages from the universe. Listen to your inner divinity. Um, many of us, we, we have, usually have some kind of a dominant way that we receive our intuition or those messages. People might be clairaudient, clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairsentient. And the clair part meaning clear, but clairaudient, clear hearing. Maybe you hear your messages just like someone speaking to you. Clairvoyant, maybe you, uh, it's easy for you to see images, you see symbols, so pay attention to them. Claircognizant, if you are a person um, that just has a sense of knowing, pay attention to your dreams perhaps. Uh, clairsentient, you have feelings. So for me, it comes like as feeling knowings. Whatever way your information comes to you, simply pay attention. And then be grateful. Give hmm. thanks for that beautiful, amazing connection with your inner divine self, with all of spirit, uh, because we are all one. We're that part of that unity consciousness. And the more that we recognize that, the more that we can be there for each other. And that's important too. So just remember that gratitude. And um, um, I think that, that that just helps to respond. And, and even if the door seems like it's only open, a little crack as to where you want to be in your life, when we feel that gratitude, it's for, for the smallest something, the smallest something that, 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 that's there for you, then you have the ability then to open it wider. I think the universe responds in that way, and, and giving thanks is, is a beautiful way to help to attract even more of what we want in our life. Gratitude. So powerful. Yes, so powerful. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for that wrap-up. That was phenomenal. There's just so many good tips that we have on how we can now really jump forward and uh, have this the best year ever. Uh, I wanted to just share one thing that I started this year uh, that I heard about from a number of different people. And so when you hear it from different areas, that oh. always says, oh, this must be something you know, really great. Um, and that is that this is the first time that I have um, picked a word for the year. Yes. To really, really guide me this year. And I'll tell you about how I did it, which was absolutely amazing. When I thought about, I pick a word every day, you know, to help every me guide, guide through the day. And I've been doing that for I don't know how long. And so I'm thinking word for the year. I said, oh, my gosh. This word has to go 365 days. And I'm thinking passion, love, forgiveness, gratitude. It's like, how do I pick one word? And I went over and over and, and uh, just had 
just had a really challenging time narrowing it down to one word. So I took these words that I, I, I have in which I pick every day, and I say, okay, guides. I said, I don't, you know, I, I said, I can't pick one, you know, between all this harmony and peace and love. Mm-hmm. I said, you pick the word for me. Tell me what I need to guide me, you know, through this year. Sure. And so the word I picked was communication. And yeah. I'm going, at first I'm going, communication. I mean, not passion, not love, you know. Not, I said, that's just a dull, ordinary word. And then I started thinking, oh, my gosh, to be aware of how I am communicating every single second of the day. You know, whether I am doing a a broadcasting program or whether I am buying groceries or driving my car, what energy am I sending out every single day? And I thought, that's a challenging word. I think that's fantastic. And and what an excellent uh, additional point because we all have themes and we can create the theme of our life each year brand new. So what you're saying is another fantastic way that people can, you know, have that have have that going for them. My word this year, because I did the same thing, is integration, and I feel like I'm just yeah. integrating all of what I've been learning, and just being open to change. Whatever we're learning every day, being open to that, and integrating it in, so that it harmonizes in the best way possible. So yes, that's absolutely. great. And and regardless of what happens to you, whether you think it's 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 good or bad, how is that integrated into the whole? Sure. And, and even if it's providing a challenge, then I'm going to look at that, too, because we're, we're learning in all aspects. Uh, so uh, challenges yeah. are a good way to learn, too. There's a gift in there. <laughs> yes, those gifts in disguises. We get lots of those, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> which are really stepping stones, you know. Um, okay, it, are there any last thoughts that you want to share with us? Well, um, I I think the one one last thing I I would just um, say uh, is be kind to yourself. You know, be open to change, pay attention to your feelings, express yourself. Remember to play. Just remember to be um, excited. If you can be excited about each day and be spontaneous, that's a big help. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself that learning curve. And then that'll help too to just bring in that feeling of gratitude and then just just watch how those opportunities come mm-hmm. come back to you. So that's that that's what I would say and, and also want to say thank you so much, Darlene. Oh, thank you. My gosh, what great words of wisdom. So if uh, somebody wanted to uh, get in contact with you. Um, sure. Uh, can you share your contact information and uh, if uh, you have any programs or what do you have coming up? Okay, well, thank you. Um, uh, yes, my uh, I don't have any actual uh, programs or events right now. I work quite often in sessions one-on-one. I uh, phone or on Skype. I have a website um, that I'd like to share, www.anamkara.com, anamkaraspirit.com, that's A-N-A-M-C-A-R-A, Spirit.com, and I uh, that means I'll, I'll I better go ahead and tell you that that is from the Irish language meaning soul friend. Oh, so, uh, soul friend. Uh, AnamkaraSpirit.com, and um, 
my email. Uh, people are welcome to email me directly, Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, at A-R-D-D-A-N-U.com. Thank you again so very much. And thank you. <laughs> this has been a great, great, wonderful, uh, wonderful program. And I want to repeat uh, both of those. Uh, the website, again, is www.an, like in Nancy, a m like in Mike, C-A-R-A, spirit.com. And the uh, email is wendy at A-R-D-D-A-N, like in Nancy, U.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, So before um, we do end, I just want to share with a uh, little bit of prose, that uh, poem prose that came to my attention the other day that uh, really touched me. And it's called The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. And it goes like this. When despair grows in me and I wake in the middle of the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's life may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in its beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting for their life. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world, and I am free. That just really touched me. Sometimes we just get so, I'm, I'm almost in tears right now. <laughs> we get so caught up in all the details of life, uh, we forgot the bigger picture. And um, as uh, many of you may know, nature means so much to me. And this, uh, this is just a reminder of how nature is our ever-present comforter and our ever-present teacher, and always, always guides us to the greater. So thank you once again for spending time and sharing your love with us. I am your host, Darlene Soa, and I welcome all of your comments. You can contact darstar1 at sbcglobal.net or www.passionatemoves.com. Again, that's darstar1 at sbcglobal.net or www.passionatemoves.com. And as you embark on this glorious, glorious new year, remember always to enjoy the beauty that is within and 